guys. Hi. Hi. Should we go around and introduce ourselves again? Okay, so I'm Janique. I'm Essay. I'm Joyce. And I'm Danny. Welcome to our podcast. We are back in episode two now, aren't we? Episode three. Yeah, episode, episode okay. three. Well, yeah. Um, how's your week been, guys? It's been lovely. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, just work. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> I feel like this has been a very trying week for me. But, you know, the world moves on, and so do I. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I actually, like, I met this woman on the train and normally, like, I really don't like to speak to anyone who's Mm -hmm. a stranger. But she was so lovely to me and she was just, like, she was giving me advice and she was just telling me to take care of myself and... Yeah. Yeah. That's so important as well. It just made me put things into a whole different perspective and Mm -hmm. just make sure that I'm taking care of myself and, yeah, that's all that really matters, really. What, like, main things have you guys seen this week that have popped out to you, whether it's, like, news, media, culture, anything? What's going on in Sudan? Yes. Uh, Do you want to explain it? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, um, in Sudan right now, um, there's an uprising, and it started very peacefully. So, people just wanted to have their voices heard. It actually started with, apparently, the raising of bread prices. Mm. So, something, yeah, yeah, something as seemingly mundane as that yeah. turned into you know a peaceful protest they said oh we've had enough we want the president to step down mm-hmm. and then um things just got out of hand and then the militia came so they called the janjaweed not sure if any of you have heard about them but the janjaweed so they came and now it's just complete chaos there and um, people are getting raped and it's mm. you, oh, it's just crazy yeah children um families are being broken apart so it's, it's really really bad yeah, yeah. I, heard the, yeah. I heard that they're throwing people's body in the river now so that you don't know like how many people have actually died yeah, you don't yeah. Know the death toll. yeah. yeah. that is yeah. insane i didn't know it started because of like bread, bread inflated yeah. bread mm. prices that is yeah. so crazy mm-hmm. well maybe they were scared of like hyperinflation and that can do a lot of damage to a country's economy that's, mm. true. that's true definitely i get that do you know what sticks out to me as well like um trying to keep still be like sensitive to what's going on in sudan like yeah. this happens let's be real in a lot of Doc, places yeah. like consistently mm. every day and it's been happening it's just, in sudan for a really oh, long time wow, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we're just yeah. paying attention to it like there's yeah. so many different countries where things like that is happening yeah. on a like on a daily basis going on for years and years and yeah. years and years and years and i feel like as much as we are giving light to like Sudan, we should also use this time to bring light to other places where mm-hmm. this is happening too, yeah. just to make people aware. Because not everyone is like not every country has the luxury of having not luxury even like is able to have like, being represented by like a blue Instagram mm. like DP. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that started because um you know when the thing in France with the cathedral when it got burnt down and stuff yeah. like that and everyone knew about it but like obviously with Sudan nobody knew about it so mm. then they started like doing the blue um mm-hmm. thing and it's just to get like more um awareness, awareness. because yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. won't see it on BBC News or on ITV or those western channels you won't see it on that you'll see it on like France 24 and the other ones so it's yeah. like <laughs> so it's just so it's just like um yeah being like being able to get them out there because there's going to be people obviously people are going to be like um i don't know about it but then the only way you know about it is through social media as well so yeah i do feel yeah. like it's a thing where 
Western news outlets, they kind of pick and choose who they want to put on their um, anchors, who they want to um, um, show. And yeah, so I, yeah, so it is a thing that is happening in a lot of countries as well. And I feel like um, majority of the time, I don't feel like we're not aware of what's going on in other countries, but we're kind of like busy looking at what's going on in our own yes, country. Yes, and our own lives there's so well. much yeah. happening that you don't realize that there you have so um there's so many common in things that are going on between one country and another like mm. sudan and congo literally the same so, thing oh, wow, something yeah, as yeah. well like something's going on in zimbabwe that could be the same as i don't know like now apparently there's something going on in kenya mm. there's what? been like a terrorist a- attack yeah. or something yes. yeah oh. and then they're having another eastern african country as well it's like there's common com- yeah, <laughs> there's things that they share in common, yeah, but it's like, because everyone's just focused on, oh, what's going on in my country, not in a yeah. way of, oh, I don't care, but there's so much that you don't even, like, come together, yeah. yeah. It's hard, especially, um, obviously, like, we choose what we consume, but mm. it's hard with a 24-hour news cycle um, for them to know what to focus on, mm. and as you said, they're more likely to focus on stuff that's happening here and you know representing the uk and stories from here yeah so i think it's really our responsibility to go out there and look at the stories we want to look at Mm. and um sorry um speaking about representation i think it's also us here we're all women and Mm. obviously we all have our own struggle (coughs) sorry and I think it's important to recognise um, how representation is important in all aspects. Yeah, I was going to say, because it goes back to, at the end of the day, what we see is based on who we put in those places. Yeah. So yeah. if we have more different kinds of representation in those places, people are more inclined to give out their own stories. So if you had a person for, from Sudan, for example, in that <laughs> workplace, another person from Yemen, another person mm. from Congo, Nigeria, wherever, mm. in those places you're more likely to get a full perspective of what's going on because you have different kinds of people there. Mm. And even with um with what you were saying about women and women being represented, like where do you feel in the workplace we're being represented now or are we being represented in the workplace? Well, statistically, um, I know that women take on less managerial roles than men like yeah, you're, yeah. you're less likely to see a woman that's higher up taking charge of a company maybe more in hr positions but mm, not even yeah, like yeah. leading yeah. yeah which is really unfortunate um because i actually really do believe that women are the future oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're just like I wouldn't say better, but (laughs) (laughs) we have so much empathy and we know what to do in situations. And, like, it's just... I know so many inspiring women and Mm. I don't know about men, but I don't really know many inspiring men, to be honest. (laughs) With saying that, yeah, would you say the same thing for, like, people like Hillary Clinton and... um Everyone has their own attributes. There's so many people out there. We don't have to talk about those people. You know what? But I disagree because I feel like we're not talking necessarily about like LTMA and and Hillary, but like not necessarily for their politics. We have to see that they're there because we're forced to see that they're there. Mm -hmm. True. 
but also I thought they should be commended for the fact that regardless of whatever where they've gone wrong in politics, it, they are there. it is difficult yeah. to be a woman yeah. in that kind of position, mm. yeah. regardless of that race, class, I age. I actually or saw um, yesterday on Twitter about um, this woman. She interviewed the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. and he said, "I didn't really, I didn't watch like the whole interview, but a part of it, he said that." If the next Dalai Lama was going to be a woman, she'd have to be attractive. Who's that? Um, the leader of Buddhism, I think, yeah. yeah. Like Why does she have to be attractive? Yeah, what's exactly. that got to do with anything? Like, it, like, obviously, it's good to take it into account, but it's not a thing. Mm. Like, are you attractive as a man? Did yeah. you did you <laughs> think true. that mm. that had a role mm. in playing how good you are of a leader? Like, yeah. why yeah. does it have to be only women? But that's mm. important because it goes, like, there's so much more pressure for women once you're in a certain position. Like, you have to be yeah. ten times, you have to work ten times harder oh, yeah. and be much more better. Like, I think there's, um, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but it says, like, men are a lot more likely to go for a role even if they only meet, like, 60% of what the role requires, yeah. whereas women feel like they have to meet 100% of the mm-hmm. criteria yeah. of a role. I definitely feel like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, men are kind of, like, brought up to have more work confidence yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Like, kind of, like, go get it. Like, yeah. you know. They just go. do what they want, Exactly, really. basically. <laughs> so it's just, like, for women, we kind of, we've been forced to, like, while we're growing up, we have to think about every little step we're taking and think, uh, yes, and it, and then we end up overthinking and then we don't put ourselves out there because we don't feel like we deserve to be in those spaces that, mm. you know, some men are in as well. So, yeah, I, and I also think, like... Um, the reaction to women in managerial roles puts many women off being in managerial roles. A lot of roles. women yeah. are called different slurs yeah. 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 in the workplace if they're higher up. Yeah. And men, they're not seen as the same. They're seen as inspirational. They're seen yes. as mm. leaders. Yeah. They're seen as... And sacrifices as well, where, like, they don't have kids in case, like, oh, maternity leave or stuff like that. Oh, they're going to have too many, um, too much emotions. They won't be able to lead. And, mm-hmm. and then women are just, like, put off because obviously they want to have a life. And it's like... Yeah. yeah, it's true. And I don't even think it goes into, like, it's not always professional roles, even, like, yeah. like musicians, entertainment roles. Mm. Like, I remember um, Nicki Minaj, if anyone, like, like knows her. Well, everyone... <laughs> 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 Our girl Nikki, like she was saying that when she was on her current, because she's in a very like male dominated kind of industry, industry yeah. and genre as well, like as a female rapper, oh, yeah. and she was always going on about when she's being assert, when she's being assertive, she gets called like the b word, oh. whereas when a guy's assertive, he gets oh he's a boss, like he's a hustler, yeah. he knows what yeah. he wants yeah. and that kind of thing. So it's weird, like how we can have the same attributes in any type of workplace, mm-hmm. but us what is what empowers like a man what makes him be like regarded highly Mm. is kind of seen as a um a barrier for us in a sense like serena williams as well when she had her whole tennis thing and i think she calls the guy a thief because he the umpire thief because yeah yeah. he tried to foul her when she didn't feel like it was a foul yeah and she got like backlash backlash major backlash for that it's hard when like you know that you're gonna you make a decision and you stick by it Mm -hmm. but you know how you're going to be portrayed Mm -hmm. even though it's completely rational for you to have this moment of feeling a feeling and 
You know, do you, any of you guys watch Love Island? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, not this time. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't see your one. Yeah, so, like, obviously, all that stuff was happening between your one day and Danny. Mm. And people online just don't seem to see that Danny was in the wrong. And I yeah. don't understand it selling a dream. at all. From the beginning, he mm. was saying all these yeah. lies about how his head wouldn't turn for anyone. Yeah. And that's what put Yawande on guard because mm. who says that yeah. within two days of meeting someone? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't actually know that for sure. And that's all she was communicating with him. Like, I understand that she was maybe a bit awkward, mm. but who wouldn't be in that situation? You're really stuck in, in, a, in yeah. on an island with strangers and <laughs> there's no other way to navigate it. And then when she actually said her feelings and um, Arabella came in or whatever choice of name you used to choose to use for her but um she when she came in and your one day was trying harder that's mm. fair enough that happened with molly may and tommy as yeah. well yeah. but nobody gave her anything for doing that yeah. but for your one day it's somehow a different standard do you think is that has anything to do with her race maybe like yeah. do you yeah. i like, think maybe? i think okay as There's well as we talk about women. um women we also need to talk about demographics in women mm, and yeah. i feel like all feminism needs to be intersectional mm -hmm. if there's if it's not intersectional then there's no point of it if we're not serving all women we're not serving any of them yeah. mm. because to bring all of us higher we need to work together mm. and in situations like that it's it's just not it doesn't do anything for anyone yeah like okay as as well as your one day being duped you can you saw after Yawande was um, taken out that Maura was having her own situations with mm -hmm, Tom, yeah. and she was literally shouting in his face yeah. both times. Yeah. Not once was she called aggressive. Well, she yeah. was called aggressive, yes, but to a much smaller scale than Yawande, and yeah. Yawande didn't even shout yeah. all she said was what goes around comes around and mm. it was like she's bitter she's rude she's this yeah. she's that i feel like people have a lot more leniency when it comes to um white to women. insult there's there's <laughs> more um i don't want to say like white women, but i feel like we're put on a much higher um pedestal, pedestal yeah then in comparison to like Caucasian women or women of other cultures that we are mm. seen as if we have to take on a lot more. Like it doesn't matter how many insults you get, you just kind of have, have to, you just it. have to just yeah. stomach it, deal yeah. with it and take it on the chin. Mm. And I've been reading a book, like I was telling you guys, um, Slaying Your Lane mm. by um, two authors. I can remember one off the top of my head, Yomi, and I can't remember the other one, but like, look, I'll let you know. And they're saying like the exact same thing in the chapter that I'm on. Like if someone even says something to you, like, undermines your ability when they look at you in the workplace like you might do a particular task mm. that is like super difficult for anyone else in that workplace to do but because like you're black it's not seen as a major accomplishment yeah like you you like someone else can get away with doing the bare minimum yeah and get yeah. praised for it but the fact that you're there you have to feel a sense of like gratitude for even being in that room Stop. let alone for <laughs> like <laughs> excelling and then you excelling is the equivalent of their bare minimum yeah and yeah. i just find that so crazy yeah. like it's just it's horrible but have any of you guys ever had like that personal experience for yourself because i've seen it multiple times what about you um i mean i wouldn't say in the workplace but i would say maybe like in general mm. life things just um 
I mean, I can't think of any experience off the, off the top of my head, but just kind of like being in school, because I went to um, a school that was very, um, it was very minority based, but it was more like there was barely any black people. So I was like one of three black people in my year. Mm -hmm. So um, just doing anything, you get more scrutinized than other people. And I feel mm -hmm. like, especially when you're a black girl as well, you just get scrutinized, especially if maybe your body is different to everyone else's. Mm -hmm. So you get... Um, view that in a certain way so it starts from a young age as well so when you're growing up and you're kind of feeling this way you're kind of feeling um like you have to strive for harder or, or sorry strive harder or you know go harder than everyone else and then you grow up with that then it just flows into like you know when you actually search for jobs and things like that so that mindset is already instilled in you from a younger age yeah, yeah. do you think that um do you think that the world is different now for young people than it was for us or do you think what what advice would you have for young women growing up today um navigating the world i definitely say it is different and unfortunately it's not all in a like a positive way like it's different compared to in the sense of where it's now more like passion based like go for what you're passionate about and da da da, da, da. but it's and that's a positive. However, I don't know. It's like you. I just feel like the main difference is that now you're aware that there are a lot more barriers for you. Mm. That those barriers are still there mm. in, for um, women in comparison to like what men have to deal with in like workplaces, universities, wherever in the world. And they haven't like. I don't think they've gone down. But I just think now we're more aware of it. Like, now we're able to yeah. call it out for you know what, it, what is. it is. Now we can yeah. say, like, that's misogyny. Like, mm. that's this, that, and the other. Whereas before, we wouldn't have been able to, like, have our voices heard and be able to call things out for what they are. Yeah, it's good to be able to talk about things like this. But also, it can feel like a lot of pressure. Mm. Um, obviously, if something does happen, like, anywhere in the workplace, at home, um, it's hard to know when to say something as you're talking about about serena williams mm. obviously we have the pressure of knowing that oh, okay our relationships can fail based on what we're saying and our careers can fail also mm. it's hard to know when to speak up about injustices that you face mm. and it's also a lot of pressure to have that burden of should I say something? Yeah. What will happen after that? Yeah. Um, should I let this person know so they can... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just a lot of effort educating mm. people about mm. what you're uh, going through. Like... <laughs> that, uh, that one gets to me. Do you know what? I even had, like, a um an incident, like, two weeks ago where this man, like... It would be listed as a hate crime because it was a whole, like, racist ordeal and he was screaming, I just left my house to get Chinese, to be honest. Like, and then um, the police had to come and everything. But oh, at wow. the moment, like, when he said, like, he said something in the lift and I was just like, do I have, like, a responsibility to either let this man go on and say mm. something ignorant and me just take it on the chin or am I going to either argue with this man and let him know he's mad all three like try and educate this man yeah. and it's like that difficulty of having to like work out which option you should do and like mm. do it super really quick, quick as well yeah, so i went quickly. for something between option two and three <laughs> like <laughs> it was 
Like at the beginning, it was just a lot of what did you say, and then yeah. by the end of it, I'm just like, right, no, let's educate you because I think people once someone already has like a negative kind of um, perception of you, mm-hmm. there's not that much you can do in terms of like arguing or retaliating. That's yeah. gonna remove it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like the best thing you can do is do something that will help you leave that situation as a better person. Yes. In yes. that particular circumstance, by the end of it, it was just educate him, get his information, call the popo and be out. Like, but with other people, it's like, in just what's the outcome? Staying silent, I don't think is always the best thing because mm. you have to remember that even if you don't have to deal with that altercation, there's a lot so of other people gonna, that yeah. have to deal with that. Like you staying silent when, um, I don't know, like your boss is, what's this thing that keeps like sexually harassing you or stuff like that because let's be real that happens to a lot of people Mm -hmm. isn't gonna make it doesn't change the fact that he's abusing his power Mm -hmm. it just means you don't have to deal with it right now Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of other people that are coming up behind you that will have to deal Mm -hmm. with you with it so i do feel like everyone has got a sense of responsibility to speak up when yeah, when things are going wrong in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in a way, I feel like um, our generation, we're kind of like trailblazers mm-hmm. for the people, you know, just as like, you know, the feminists or the women before us were, you know, kind of like allowed us to have this opportunity to even be seen as, well, starting to be seen as human beings, actually. But um, yeah, now we have to be the trailblazers for the next generation and kind of like show them how to be like, powerful women how to be strong women and stuff so yeah um it can be a bit of a burden because you are sometimes like i find myself like overthinking situations overthinking like oh should i do something now should i say something should i speak out about this Mm. you know because someone else that comes after me will have to deal with this you know so yeah a lot of people now um they encourage uh people in the workplace to talk about their salaries um because it provides a lot of transparency and you're able to know for sure that you're being paid what you're worth mm-hmm. and uh, that's important too I think yeah I agree I think like I, I don't personally have any qualms about being open about salaries like I feel like it helps everybody yeah like if men are more open about their salaries then women know whether or not they're getting paid proportionally yeah. Yeah. if um like, I think there was men a big... get more because they talk about it and yeah. if yeah. we yeah. stay silent yeah. we're yeah. just gonna be in the background all the time not mm. getting paid mm. what we could be more, yeah they're more likely to ask for promotion as well yeah. like or ask for promotions, go for a pay pay rise and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the times we're just grateful for being in the room. Like we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I'm here that we're not even thinking, hi, you deserve a lot more, sis. And it's like, there was a big thing with BBC News and um, Suze, no, not Suzanne, is Suzanne on BBC? Anyway. One of the presenters, I think it is Susanna on BBC News, she found out she was getting paid like significantly yeah. less than um, her co-presenter who wakes up at the same time every morning for that early mm-hmm. morning news. And it's like been a really, really, really big thing mm-hmm. because essentially you're doing the same job. You both like, share the lines equally. What yeah. is there That's about him? About, that Like yeah. there's absolutely nothing different. Mm-hmm. And 
it's just they just do it because they can get away with it and <clears throat> that's why we need to have these conversations because we don't that doesn't need to happen anymore mm. but then that also goes back to you need so, like a spokesperson that's in a yeah. higher position like you need a woman that's up there that's actually advocating for you and yeah. saying hi like this person needs to be paid more because if you, if it, you do it yourself they'll be looking at you sideways yeah doing yeah. it yourself or even expecting like there are great men out there that yeah. would be willing to like put you forward and co sign yeah. you for like a, a much bigger pay rate but you it helps i think having like more women up mm-hmm. there in higher roles to advocate for other women mm. yeah yeah definitely um so also i've been kind of like researching or hearing things about maternity pay um and kind of especially in the u.s as well mm-hmm. apparently there's no maternity pay or there's like what? um what you, yeah very very limited wow. and actually you get 12 weeks yeah. off so um weeks. and that's the best and that's you can get like that's 15 percent of yes, women that get that only some of them wow. so um for women especially um we were talking about managerial roles obviously women are going to be put off going for those because mm. they're like oh you know i already don't get much you know leave if i'm in a managerial role they're not going to want me to stay off for that long and yeah. your job isn't even guaranteed when you have that 12 yeah. week leave so it was just like when i was reading that i was so shocked because you know you would think you know america is this de- well developed yeah country mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so and it's apparently you know the best country in the world well as they say mm. but um it's just it's so shocking to me because even places like um like you were saying, like um, Uganda. South, South Africa, they yeah, South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do? Or they no, they don't. don't. No, they don't. Yeah. yeah so. But it's just, it's crazy because um, Uganda is has got like, you know, a woman, well, a very strong female parliament mm-hmm. um, basis. Yeah, Rwanda. yeah. Rwanda. Sorry. Yeah. Rwanda, You've that's got it. the most women. <laughs> yeah, the, the most parliament. women in parliament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, so for a developed, third, yeah, third world country, third world country. and then first world country, for a developed country to not have mm. something that can, you know, that so many women get pregnant. Do you get like yeah. it's just I just I don't understand. People say this is our life goal, but they don't want to actually accommodate it. Yeah, mm. like, like how are we meant to live <laughs> if true. they're stifling us? It's like. I just think people see it as if it's like an either or, like it's either you are a professional yeah. or it's or you're, you're, or you're a mother. Yeah. Like you need you to, be, you both. can't do both. Yeah. And have you ever seen um the new uh, president of New Zealand, and she her maternity the prime minister. Yeah, prime, prime minister prime minister because they're in like I don't know UK. <laughs> <laughs> technically they're in the UK, but yeah. So the prime minister of New Zealand, she um she got pregnant whilst she's being the prime minister and i think her maternity leave was like six weeks three wow. months. it was three to six weeks it was ridiculous but i think she chose that however you've got to bear in mind that new zealand isn't necessarily this is prior to the um attacks that they had at the mosque okay. oh. so it's not a country where you're going to have a lot of like you're not highly in demand as yeah. the prime minister or as the leader of your country yeah. theresa may could not minus like yeah. being past age but mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to just up and leave in the yeah. middle of her being pregnant because the UK is a lot more demanding. Mm. But even so, like, despite having such a short, like, maternity leave, when she came, she still used to bring her baby in yeah. to work. And the I thing is, what's important is the support you have. Yeah. The community values, and we need to accommodate for women mm. and not... the the Your life and your work is, is not separate, really. It's part mm. of each other. Yeah, they always what's important is how we accommodate women in the workplace mm. it's it's 
I think you can't really separate having children because even when you do have children, you do want to get away from it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like you spend 24-7 just looking after your child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they sleep. So <laughs> other, you have your own life. And, yeah. yeah. But Scandinavian countries are doing really well in terms of mm. um, maternity. Like, Sweden, yeah, yeah. They have, like, 400 and 468 days of maternity. And oh, eight wow. has so they care about birth, their, yeah. They yeah. care about people's well-being. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why, like they're a lot happier there yeah. unemployment rate is a lot lower mm. there because i think it's when the in like whatever the interest of the country is their interest is their people so exactly. they invest in their people yeah. whereas in a lot of other countries the interest isn't in the people yeah. it's in the money. themselves yeah. it's in the money yeah. and it reflects in like the people um in the amount of women in the workplace maybe exactly. in the amount of unemployed in the unemployment rate in mm. the suicide rates and all mm. that kind of yeah. stuff all those yeah. things kind of interlink mm-hmm. and i feel like once you have the right people in place with the right sort of priorities that stuff can start to shift and change exactly. that's definitely why we need more women in more women represented um obviously we're 50 percent of the population but where are we really 50% represented in mm. all industries yeah. or mm. sometimes we're disproportionately well it's always disproportionate in some way mm. either where there's more or less and I feel like you know men as well they need to be in roles that maybe are traditionally women Women's type role. roles and men need paternity leave too. I think, you know, did you know that in the UK, paternity leave is com- is um is not compulsory, but maternity leave is. Oh. Like you're literally oh. forcing a woman to spend time with her baby, but you're not going to force the man. Yeah. What's the yeah. difference? Yeah. Well, exactly. Actually, if yeah. the woman needs to be there, the man needs to be there. Yeah. And maybe the woman's not maternal and she doesn't want to. She wants to work, yeah. but you're going to force her anyway. Mm. Why and then is she that? She might not even have a job when she comes back. Yeah. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> Terrible. <laughs> wow. But with the thing about uh, men should be more traditional roles. Uh, I feel like they dominate a lot of female traditional roles yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Like when we're speaking about like cooking, like top chefs, they're men. Um, in the beauty industry, is men. Mm. Fashion as well, designers yeah. is men. It's, men. it's like, yeah. it's like we're supposed to work for free. Yeah. So if it's a thing that we're good at, it they won't pay us for what we're good at. But they want to stay. Like the patriarchy just wants to remain there. So yeah. it's kind of I don't know. People are scared of change. And I guess we're just conditioned to see certain things. Um, and it's hard to not see... It's not hard... To, I mean, it's it's hard to change your own view of it when yeah. it's not actually happening. Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree. Do you think, like, the media has affected the way, like, women are seen now? No, I don't think so. No? No, I feel like because it's been like that since like the 1980s or even the 18th centuries and stuff. I just feel like media is just there to promote it because it's been, it's a mindset that's been put into society already. Mm -hmm. So obviously the media is just there to socialise people to behave in the way that whoever is controlling it wants it to be. So it's not, I don't feel like they have um, a fault, but they're just promoting what was there before. And yeah. Um, but what about don't you think with the whole female empowerment thing that's been going on now like things are slightly changing in the media like I 
do you think so anyway? Well, um, I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but there's an advert. You know, Dove is always doing like oh, yeah, representation yeah, yeah. of yeah. women's bodies I and stuff. That. Yeah, it's so cool. Like, just seeing like them talk about what some people find hard to talk about. Yeah. Um, like, okay, I remember one specific bit of the video. Um, they were talking about um, there was a black woman and she was at a bus stop and the billboard at the bus stop was another black woman With and hair. Yeah, yeah and she was saying how all hair is professional and mm, yeah. all these messages are important like just seeing like the average woman mm. um and they were talking about how they did a photo shoot or whatever and um people can see like all all the women that they um they talk to and um like interact with yeah, yeah. so it's just nice to know that they're actually actively working to, yeah, to change mm-hmm. perception. Yeah, and to show that not everything you see in the media is what it is. And mm-hmm. this might not even be what it is, but just look, ar- I think it's important to look around you mm-hmm. and not just consume media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because real life is different from media. 100%. Yeah, I agree. And I think even on that, like, it's interesting because I feel like independent media, like, social media and that kind of thing that we're in charge of is starting to affect traditional media so Mm. like adverts that we see on tv and that kind of thing even the advert that you're talking about like i highly doubt somebody who's been a dove exec for like years just woke up one day Mm. and was just like i know let's let's promote women and afros Mm. like it has a lot i think social media has played a big Mm. part in that and what we choose to put out there what we choose to kind of consume and to take in and to um to like bring up and promote like i.e like oh my hair is professional and make such a big stand about the fact that a lot of women's hairstyles or afro kinky hair isn't being like respected in the same way as like a straight wig or whatever Mm -hmm. and then now because of that that people are seeing well there's a lot of people that are speaking about this so we have to do something about this and also represent these people in traditional media now so we do have a we as much as we might say that traditional media hasn't changed or it's not it's not promoting women in in high places or giving like women a good name it comes down to a lot of what we do and mm. what we're putting out there what kind um what things we're talking about what we're promoting with our friends and mm. the more that we start to put the right things out there that eventually will come shift back around to us and it will shift things around us as well mm-hmm. i think I think what's most important, um, just an overall thing, is just to focus on trying to be ourselves. Mm. Um, Obviously, we're talking about speaking up and doing all these things, and I I just want to make sure that, you know, young women shouldn't have to have that responsibility. Mm. I think when when you know that you're mature enough to put yourself out there and have these types of conversations mm. i think it's it's fair enough you know you might not want to you might want to just make that decision for yourself there's no i, I don't think there should be any pressure on anyone yeah. to say anything and i also think that people should have allies and obviously not everyone in the world thinks the same mm. uh, not ha- has the same moral standards but it would be nice for like I think in London we're pretty tolerant, but in a bad situation, somebody would 
like you'd have support from somewhere and it's nice to know that as well yeah and i think it's okay to um but we need to also remember that it's okay to have hope for the future yeah because i feel like we focus so so much on bad things and the negative aspects of you know being a woman and being a black woman and you know we look at it and we get angry and it's just like that takes so much energy from us as well it's good to recognize yeah it's a great thing yeah i love being a woman yeah definitely definitely so i think like positivity and just kind of like hoping for a better future for everyone Mm -hmm. is just a great thing to have so um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed our discussion about women and the workplace and just things that we all you know go through and face in our daily lives and yeah have a great one guys Bye. bye bye